Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie East and this In the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back at a week that saw a new year, but the same old strikes, a crisis as the NHS is hit by a perfect storm, Rishi and Keir facing off with their New Year's resolutions, and Prince Harry getting front-page coverage for the release of his new autobiography, Spare. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit that follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. Nobody really wanted to be in the office this week, but Prime Minister Rishi Sunak finally turned up at his on Wednesday and offered his first speech of the new year. He rattled off a list of tasks, including cutting inflation and hospital waiting lists, boosting the economy, stopping migrant crossings and reducing the national debt. Speaking in Stratford, he asked the public to judge his premiership on whether he delivers on his new priority list. Five promises. We will halve inflation, grow the economy, reduce debt, cut waiting lists and stop the boats. They are your government's priorities and we will either have achieved them or not. Yeah, it's not quite clear what happens if it's or not. Along with his five promises, Rishi also proposed that maths should become mandatory in schools until the age of 18. He's hopeful that the UK can reimagine its approach to numeracy as part of levelling up. But despite bringing lots of maths teacher energy to his speech, Jeff Barton of the Teachers Union ASCL wasn't giving him very high marks. It so often feels that politicians think that they know better than we do what the curriculum should look like, and they know better than we do what qualifications should look like. Like. And I think if what we were really to have was a sense of trusting the profession, saying thank you to the profession, now that would be a legacy for the Prime Minister. On Thursday, Labour leader Sakir Starmer responded, not to the maths plan, but with his first big speech of 2023. He was quick to call out his Tory counterpart, claiming it's time for a new style of leadership in number 10. Amidst all the chaos is a growing impatience for change, for real change. And yes, as they've done throughout our history, The British people are turning to Labour to provide that change. And change was certainly the buzzword, with Sakir promising long-term solutions to Britain's problems under a Labour government. Top of the list is the Take Back Control Bill. Yep, that's an old Brexit slogan, which would see more powers over things like childcare, transport and housing devolved to local communities. He's also committed to greater NHS funding and pledged to repeal the Tories' new anti-strike laws, saying compromise is the only way to solve industrial disputes. Meanwhile, Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves has been doing her bit to inspire voters. For many people, there's no hope anymore. People just feel, oh, it's just going to carry on like this. Nothing can be done. Um, you know, we're on in decline as a country. That's not how Kia feels. That's not how I feel. 
pressure on the NHS is being labelled as unbearable and intolerable, prompting calls for the government to act. More than a dozen trusts and ambulance services across the country declared critical incidents over the festive period, with flu, COVID and strep A adding to the crisis. Dr Denise Langor from the British Medical Association told Sky News staff have been working overtime and skipping breaks, but patients have still spent days on corridors in emergency departments. The situation at the moment is, um, I think I'd describe it as the worst it's ever been, certainly since I've worked for the NHS. We know every winter it's tough and it's been getting increasingly tough. But this year, it's like something we've never seen before. One of Rishi's five promises was to cut down NHS waiting lists. But Nick Holmes, CEO of the East Sussex and North Essex NHS Foundation Trust, says across party solutions urgently needed to address the issues, especially in social care. If we're going to have one significant political uh, shift, it has to be a long-term solution to, to funding and supporting and investing in social care. Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeve says Labour have a solution to address staff shortages in the NHS. And we, we know that it takes time to train doctors and nurses, but under Labour, the cavalry is coming. We will invest in the workforce in the NHS. And Keir Starmer unveiled Labour's plans to get more healthcare staff trained up. We will have a fully funded plan to bring in you know, thousands and thousands more nurses, more doctors, more medical staff coming into uh, the NHS, because in the end, that's the only way we're going to get out of this. It may be a new year, but there's still no end in sight to the strikes. Five days of strike action began on the railways on Tuesday with fresh calls for all parties to get back around the negotiating table. RMT members rejected a pay offer last month, but the head of the rail union rejected claims workers are losing support from the public for walking out. Mick Lynch says British workers deserve a square deal and value for money for their labour. We've woken up working people to the fact that they're being ripped off, that they're underpaid and their conditions are, are, are under threat right across our economy and right across our society. Only a fifth of services were running this week. Transport Secretary Mark Harper's called the walkouts deeply unhelpful and was standing by his new and improved offer. There's a fair and reasonable pay offer on the table. There's not a bottomless pit of taxpayers' money here. This all comes as the government threatens to take away workers' right to strike. Work and Pension Secretary Mel Stride suggested it was time to re evaluate the current laws. We do have to question whether we've got the balance right between the right of workers to strike and the inconvenience and sometimes danger that that can pose to the public. So I think it's quite right that the government has come forward and already introduced some legislation and we will come forward with further details in due course. Vladimir Putin called for a ceasefire for 36 hours in Russia's war against Ukraine this weekend. It was, he said, intended to mark Orthodox Christmas. This was rejected after a series of brutal attacks across the New Year period. One of the Russian strikes was captured by a live report on French TV as missiles hit a town in the Donetsk region and the reporter had to duck for cover. Ukraine's president believes Russia's getting ready to increase its use of exploding drones, which are imported from Iran. Vladimir Zelensky says the idea will be to exhaust the patience of his nation, but he says that approach will fail and thanked all those fighting for his country. We must increase the price of new mobilization and war in general for the terrorist state as much as possible. 
I am grateful to every warrior of ours who ensures this. No matter how difficult it is now, we must endure it, for it to be easier at the end of this winter. In a rare admission of losses, Moscow's admitted 89 of its soldiers died in an attack on a school building used as barracks in eastern Ukraine, but the actual number may be significantly higher. Meanwhile, Ukrainian MP Yelizaveta Yasko says the continual waves of Russian strikes on the power infrastructure in Ukraine has made life difficult. But of course, what happens now, it's quite unbearable. It's hard to believe that it's already a new year and we know that it's going to be very difficult. Still to come in the standout seven, Brazil pauses to mourn a legend and Hawkeye is snowed under. Right after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. The eyes of the footballing world were on Brazil this week as thousands of people lined the streets to pay their respects to the legend that was Pele. The three-time World Cup winner died just after Christmas, aged 82. Fans cheered and clapped as his coffin was carried to its final resting place, overlooking Santos FC, the pitch that made him famous. People say that Pele changes the game, so this is very, uh, very emotional moment for me. Football is like a huge part of our culture, so... There will not be another player like him. He chose the ninth floor of the cemetery, paying homage to his father, who wore the number nine shirt as a player. The FIFA president Gianni Infantino says they want to go one step further to remember the footballing great. But we're also going to ask every country in the world to name one of their football stadiums uh, with the name of Pelé. Prince Harry's back in the spotlight as he's since slating the royal family for remaining silent over attacks against him in the media. He makes the comments in a trailer for a new ITV interview airing on Sunday night. That's just before his autobiography, Spares, released. In the short clip, Harry also admits he'd like to have a better relationship with his dad and brother. It never needed to be this way. The leaking and the planting. I want a family, not an institution. They feel as though it's better to keep us somehow as the villains. They've shown absolutely no willingness to reconcile. I would like to get my father back. I would like to have my brother back. Jeremy Renner managed to save the world from Thanos but couldn't defeat a snowplow as he ended up in hospital after getting run over by his own. The Avengers star was airlifted to hospital on Sunday with serious injuries after the accident with a six and a half ton vehicle outside his home in Reno, Nevada. Thankfully, he now seems to be in a stable condition as he took to Instagram thanking his fans for their support. Meanwhile, his local sheriff called the press conference to clear up any questions, including ones we definitely didn't have on the matter. An eyewitness detailed seeing Mr. Renner getting into the piston bully and not seeing him again until the piston bully came to arrest in a pile of snow in front of his driveway. We do not suspect any foul play. We believe this was a tragic accident. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Dog.